0: All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Gain, Grow, Retain. And today I've got three very, very special guests with me, three of my colleagues. I've got Diane Radigan, who is the director of customer success for our corporate team at HireLogic. Hi, Diane.
1: Hi, Jay. So happy to be here.
0: It's been a long week. It's a Friday afternoon. We're all, you know, going to unwind a little bit. I've got Shannon Cregan here, who is a a customer success manager on our team. Hi, Shannon.
2: Hey, Jay. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm glad you're here, and Kimmy Harrington, who is a customer success executive on our team as well. Hey, Kimmy.
3: Hey, Jay. Glad to be here.
0: And Kimmy and I just got back from CS100 in Utah. I've finally just about recovered, I'll say. How about you, Kimmy?
3: Same. I think I'm finally back on the East Coast hours and I'm feeling much better about my week. So. Yeah,
0: it was a, it was almost a full week out there, and then I I got delayed coming back, so it was. And then I got sick. So you didn't get sick, did you?
3: No, thank goodness that y'all didn't send that mojo my way.
0: (laughs) All right. Real quick icebreaker question before we get started. And I didn't prep you all for this. This is good because I know you did some prep for this and that's against the rules. (laughs) So icebreaker question. We'll just go around real quickly here. So if if you were to be on Jeopardy, what would be your best category? Kimmy? you go first.
3: Celebrities. And I watch it every night. So I did not know you're going to ask this. Oh my gosh. Celebrities. I'm obsessed with knowing that something secretive about me now that everyone will hear that though, but love Celebr- celebs.
0: Okay. So you, you, uh, read those magazines in the checkout aisle at the grocery store.
3: Yes. I might subscribe to, but we'll
0: see. Okay. This is good. Kimmy and I have actually worked together for a while in a couple of different companies. So I'm still learning things about Kimmy and this is good. Good, good knowledge. All right, Shannon, you're next.
2: I'm, I would actually say probably sports. I, um, if you're ever in my house, you have a sports center on the background, always keeping up to date and we're just raising that, that type of household. I would say
0: <laughs> you should spend some time with Erica, our CMO, She's, ah. she's a huge football fan. She does all the stats <laughs> and everything. All right, Diane. I have a, I have an idea of what yours might be, but oh,
3: I,
1: I, I bet you, you don't.
0: Okay. All right. Let's hear it.
1: <laughs> so mine is on the same lines as Kimmy, except mine would be all things friends. I kill at friends trivia. So that would be my category for sure.
0: That's awesome. Now friends is on Netflix or Hulu now, isn't it?
1: It's not on Netflix anymore. Yes. It has moved.
0: Oh, Okay. That was
1: one of my pandemic rewatches was Friends from start to finish.
0: Okay. This is awesome. I'm learning a lot about my colleagues. I'm glad we're doing this. My kids are starting to get into Friends.
3: Oh, I mean, so good. my whole
0: generation is starting to get into Friends.
3: I'm going to tell myself, I've never watched a full episode of Friends. <gasps> Shame oh that God, should be that should be a podcast in itself.
0: You're a child of the 90s, Kimmy.
3: I know. No excuses. I might have done my hair like Jennifer Aniston because I'm obsessed again with celebrities. But that's
0: all, <laughs> all right, well that that is excellent background information. But what we want to talk about today is something that um, sort of a, a, near and dear to my heart is this concept of office hours and how you build a sense of community amongst your current customers to help them adopt your software um, and drive their usage and get just have you know people that they can connect with that understand each other really well and uh, you know it seems important to me in this day and age for a software company to or a SaaS company whatever kind of technology company you are to provide that kind of engagement because it actually gives you credibility as a as a solution provider so this team Kimmy, Shannon, and Diane have recently launched an office hours program for a segment of our customers. And I want to dig into what that is, how you, you know, how you put it together, what the structure of it is, and um, you know, what what's the impact been so far? So um I guess to open it up, Shannon, I'll just I'll I'll pick on you. Like tell us what the office hours concept is and you know, how do how did you decide to do it? You know, let's just start there.
2: Yeah, um, so how it came to be, I, I would say um, Kimmy and I are constantly getting customer questions, asking for use cases, stories. How are others using our community platform as it supports um, their particular use case? And as you already noted, we support our corporate customers. So a lot of their use cases are very similar and aligned to one another. Um, so we wanted to start this office hour to bring everyone together rather than just creating, um, that atmosphere of a one to one and syncing them up um, on, on a side conversation or hearing from Kimmy or myself and saying oh you know I actually have another customer that that does this it's a lot there's a lot more merit to it when um, it's actually coming from one of our customers mouths and and we've had I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit but we've had customers um, share their screens on these CSM office hours and you know dive into their site and really showing what um, they're using on a on a day to day basis so that's been that's honestly been one of my favorite parts about
0: it. That's great. And so you talked about similar use cases. Are we talking about the product here? Or are we talking about their processes or some combination thereof?
2: Yeah, so in general, you know, when we're talking about use cases, I would say more organizational and, and business related. So what is important to their stakeholders at the end of the day? Um, and what are they really trying to drive value out of? From the community. Um, so when when we look at that, it, a lot of it is primarily around product or you have um, support as well. Um, I will say we have a few internet use cases too, um, but primarily I would say, you know, that support, championing, um, and, and that ambassador network um, within a, their overall ecosystem of their, their user base.
0: And just for context, Kimmy, tell people what it is that we actually sell? Because not everybody who listens to this podcast knows what we sell. So
3: so we sell HireLogic's online community. And what that means is it's a place where our customers either use us for support, product, or networking um, area. And we, can, we have customers that use us private and public. So we see a lot of, I know Shannon and I do, private communities where you have to have a secured sign-on, you log in. And then behind that Wallet, what I call it sometimes, is that area where people can share community, network, resources, um, and you can really utilize that in more of an anonymous way if you want to be a part of the community. Or if you like more public, you know, putting discussions out there, um, content, that's what we're selling to our customers. We have other tools, but that's what Shin and I focus on the most is that online community product.
0: And so we're talking about community. It's very Inception, right? Community for communities yes community providers so <laughs> what's it. been the biggest surprise on these calls so well let's talk about structure first how often do we do them what you know what's the format how do you facilitate them
3: so we do it every single month we started in june and we have the format it's about a 45 to 1 hour meeting we've really run it 59 minutes to 60 minutes because there's been such great content discussions. Um, Shannon and I, with Diane, outline an agenda. We give us the topic. So recently, one of our topics was Pragmatic Institute spoke about automation rules, which is a tool within our online community tool that you can use. Um, And they did speak about best in class and how to utilize those automation rules. So we typically come with content We have, we do a little bit of homework just so that everyone knows a little bit of the secret sauce is we do our homework to make sure that if the conversation runs flat, which it hasn't yet, knock on wood, that we have enough information for Shannon and I to use stories and Diane to to do more storytelling. But that's really how we do our format. I know Diane and Shannon, I'm missing something here, but that's kind of how we outline it.
1: Yeah, in the beginning, we were very um, thoughtful about our approach. We... um, I don't want to say stack the deck, but we certainly made sure that we had key customers that we knew were going to share information in that first session. So we did a lot of uh, personalized invitations. We were very you know, clear about what the agenda was going to be for that first call. We had quite a bit of content pre-prepared that quite honestly, we didn't get through or even finish using because the conversation just took off. Um, We start the meeting off with uh, a little bit of rules of engagement, but we keep it pretty casual but just to sort of restate the purpose, especially if we have new people that are joining um, so that they, you know, understand what to expect out of the session. Um, and then we jump in and usually that's Kimmy or Shannon. Um, they've been sort of swapping off um, with each other. One leads um, every other. Um, so they're sort of owning the content and owning the, um, you know, if they want to have customers come speak or, you know, sort of plant stories, if you will. Um, but I'll be honest with you, the conversations have been very organic and we haven't really had to do a lot of that. And I think it was just because we did quite a bit of legwork to make sure that it was going to be successful and that we're going to have, you know, people there who we knew would be willing to advocate and speak for us. Um, and then it just took off from there.
0: That's great. About how many people are attending these
1: yeah. So we, uh, I think our highest one was about 32. So we're in and around that 28 to 32, which honestly is awesome. Um, no. we made the mistake of the first one. We wanted everyone not to be shy. So we didn't record, which we instantly regretted. And so we record them now. Um, and so that we're able to share them afterwards.
3: That's a good call out. We had so many nuggets of info and I'm the one I'll they're gonna take the cover for me, but I'm the one that said let's not record it. And now I wish we had because there's such great content that we could have really
0: sent out. So, so you started doing that. You started recording these after the first one,
3: number two. Yep.
0: Okay, and yeah. did you, like, where do you share those after the fact? Is it on the community or just to the registrants? How, how do you distribute that back out?
2: Yeah. So originally, you know. We're we're gonna drink our own Kool-Aid, as we like to say. Really? Um yeah. <laughs> um so so we originally were sending those back out um one-on-one um, via Outlook customer emails. Um obviously that isn't very efficient at all. Um and we decided to create an invitation only. Corporate space for these customers who are um, who we are inviting to these office hours to one not only create that shared repository of information um, of the examples that are shared from other customers the recordings um, the slide decks that we go through but also leave an opportunity for that continued conversation as well um, or top of mind questions too I know one of Kimmy's customers posted the the other week and. Um, just to kind of vent and get some, have a little bit of camaraderie and just support of um, some of the challenges that she's facing in her day-to-day job. And, you know, she just wanted to use it as a, as a venting place, which is great. So I know I'm really excited. I know Kimmy is really excited. Diane's really excited about like where, where that goes um, from here.
0: So um, now that you're recording these, do you, um, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) i just much better at this than i am just to be clear but um like now that you're recording them do you find that people are less likely to speak up or you are you feeling like it's it's organically happening the way it was at the beginning even now
3: I, i think people i think people are getting so used to due to COVID being recorded because a lot of us are using those tools. I don't know if people are using Gong. We're using Gong to record our sales calls to make sure we get better, right? So I think a lot of customers that get on Zoom are really used to it already. So it's almost like they just check a mark, like, oh, it's cool, I'm being recorded. I was nervous about that, Jay. It's a really good question, but I think people are oversharing even some things that we've heard that were just like, oh, wow, they are being recorded. (laughs) We're not gonna call them out. But um, I think people have been pretty casual. I've never had anyone say in the last four sessions we've done, Hey, Kimmy, I don't like being recorded. Can y'all think about that? People have asked for the recording, so uh, I'm pretty positive.
0: Yeah, that's great. Now, I know one of the decisions y'all made early on, and by the way, we talked as we were getting ready for this, this is just as much me getting an update on how it's going because I'm really excited about this as it is us recording a podcast. But early on, y'all made the decision. You didn't want to have product management in there or anybody from marketing. Talk to me a little bit about why you made that decision and, and how that's working.
1: Yeah, I can take that. I think we were very purposeful and thoughtful about that decision in that we already have a quarterly product webinar update. So customers have an avenue to work directly with product in that uh, venue. Um, They have access to our support team, which also gives them uh, a technical sort of support. But we really wanted to, you know, almost um, give customers who maybe weren't taking advantage of those one-on-one sessions with Shannon and Kimmy, the secret sauce um, of customer success. We actually have turned it into a verb. So we call it CSMing. Um, and, uh, you know, that whole concept of scaled CSMing. So what is it that you can get from, you know, these two ladies when you're having a session with them? Um, and then also, you know, creating that peer connection with customers. So we wanted to sort of make it product agnostic and really focus on sharing, you know, key concepts, strategies, recommendations, best practices. So less feature functionality and really getting into more of those core concepts around using our solutions.
0: Yeah. It's really how you're doing your job to some degree. Right. And the challenges, the common challenges that you have, because in this goes for us and I know it goes for, for probably every software provider out there, but most people don't spend 90% of their day in our product, they spend 90% of their day on other things, but everything but our product, right? Change management internally, meetings with key stakeholders, getting people's buy-in, coming up with plans and strategies. So are you hearing, is that, are we having those kind of discussions in office hours? Yeah, I I would say one of the
2: one of the first, the first topic that we talked about actually that we didn't record, um, was about reporting that ROI to your leadership and stakeholders and what is important to your leadership. Um, what challenges are you facing with being able to communicate that to your leadership as well? And I think those are the types of conversations we're really trying to drive, um, Because this is a place for not only our customers who are just getting started and are in implementation, but also those who have been with us for three, five years, um, or even in the community space for 10 years, right? Um, So the amount of knowledge that can be shared, um, it's been really great to to hear, um, honestly, from from all of the the stories um, that everyone has been able to share.
0: I I think you said it earlier, Shannon, or maybe it was you, Kimmy, that there's so much, there's a lot of value in talking to a customer success manager who really knows the product, but man, tons and tons of value of talking to peers who sit in my exact same seat with my exact same pressures and challenges and, you know, justification. I imagine some of these folks are, as in every industry, are trying to justify not just the community in our case, but their jobs and their roles and their performance to to their leadership team as well.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of sharing happening, especially with ROI. A lot of customers are sharing their specifics, like how they report back to leadership. And I think that's where there has been a disconnect sometimes when you get on a call with your day-to-day contact. I, I don't feel like they always have that direct line to their leadership on, here's what community's doing. Here's what it's helping. So we're trying to help them with these stories from other customers bridge that gap Allow them to say, hey, I'm working with, you know, another customer that just shared this you know formula out. And I think this would be beneficial for our company. So this has been so cool to watch our customers talk to each other and share. I mean, they're so open. And I think that's been the biggest joy for me to see this come to fruition is like Diane said, 32 people showing up and we invite 120 some it's pretty good turnout. It's a good
0: percentage. Yeah. yeah. And they're open. You're talking about people's time. Yes. Very valuable, especially these days who wants to sit on another Zoom call unless it's really valuable?
3: Agreed. <laughs>
0: Definitely. Yeah. Um when we so when we first started getting everybody listening to this is probably in or around the Gang retained retain community as well. And when we first started it, we started that whole community with office hours. That was the that was the community. That was the place where everybody gathered on a weekly basis. What we found is that we had to learn some new skills that we didn't have. We had one of our friends, Nils Vinya. Kimmy, you met him last week.
3: Love him. Uh, or maybe
0: you knew him, but you met him before that. But he, he came in and helped us learn some new skills for facilitation. So, you know, CSMs are typically like one-to-one focused, right? Like I'm going to work with one customer at a time, but, and this is a brand new I would almost call it a life skill, but certainly a business skill, facilitating a a room full of people or a virtual room full of people. So what's been the most difficult part for you too, in particular, as you're facilitating these sessions, what's been the most difficult part for you in driving these sessions? Because if other customer success teams, hopefully that are listening to this, will want to go try this out and implement it with their team. So what have you learned that could help them do that and get it off the ground in their own company?
3: I think for me, Shannon is really, so this is why I love working with Shannon. She's super organized. I consider myself super organized with my customers. I think what was daunting is Shannon's really good about writing scripts and getting her thoughts together and kind of how things should flow. Jay, you know me pretty well. I do a lot of things kind of off the cuff. I think the structure part scared me but I think you need to lean in if you're not a super structured kind of human. You can still use your humor like I use a lot, which I know you know about me. So knowing my audience was number one. Also having that structure, I think Shannon taught me as my peer and someone I'm close to and care about that it's okay to get a little more structured. And if I do go off of topic a little bit to pull me back in. So I think that's what was daunting to me is thinking of the topics, making sure I stayed authentic, making sure I still could use my humor, but being serious enough because we have these important people in the room. Not just like, hey, what do y'all think? I I don't like showing up somewhere where you don't really know what you're expected to do. So I think structure and leaning in and and your audience was so important to me. That was daunting, but it's turned out really positive. And about you, Shannon?
2: Yeah, and I, I think structure. Um, I think Diane alluded to this earlier. Of we over prepared for the first one because we didn't know what to expect. Um, and I think we're slowly. We have a good format that we prepare ahead of time. We, pre- we prepare like the right amount of seated questions or, or um, to play in if there are crickets, right? Um, so I think that is when we when we think of preparation, like that's what I, I think about is um what are potential questions we might get asked on this topic? Uh, how are we going to address them? Because when, when there is a room full of customers, there's always the potential for questions to come up about the product or, or even um, other avenues. And I think you need to be prepared for those, but also be able to provide solutions on the cuff as well. Um, and as Kimmy said, be authentic while you're, you're doing it. It's a, it's a time for them to see our personalities when we're not necessarily always getting in front of them. I know we're slowly getting there, but not always getting in front of them in person either, but um, really loving that informal um, format so far.
1: Yeah. And I think too in that first session, we structured it in such a way that the three of us were having a conversation. So then it, it felt a little more organic for people to join us in that conversation. Um, and we were also high energy. And I felt like they matched <laughs> our energy and they got excited. And what was interesting from the this to the second session, we actually had, I would say over half of it were brand new people. So, yeah. So we had a lot of, we had about half that came to the second, first and second, but there was a lot of new people and the people who were in the first session, they stepped up to the plate and, and jumped right in as well. Cause they were like, Hey, this is fun. We had a great time last time and, and jumped right into the conversation sort of helped bring that along. And and it sort of evolved from there.
0: That's awesome. So the people who came before knew what to expect, and they then helped you drive it which uh, is awesome, right? Because if you've got a group of people like that, again, you know, Jeff and I always called it being the DJ, not the talent, right? And so if you can get other people talking amongst themselves 90% of the time, and you have to sort of keep it into the, in the in the lanes, right? You don't want them to go way off into left field. But if you can keep it on track, and they're doing most of the talking, man, what a huge win.
3: Yeah, I had a couple plants, I call them at first, they didn't show up because they (laughs) have, oh, it's okay. It's a little secret sauce right here. So I asked a couple of customers who I adore to come and they had something happen. And so like Shannon said, thank goodness we have that seated content. But I think if you try to overprepare, sometimes you you don't fail, but you make yourself so nervous. So I was kind of cool that they didn't show up because I was like, oh, I know how to do this. I think we're good. But just wanted to put that out there. If people think about that, there is someone like a cheerleader that you work with customer-wise that you might want to have on your call. And I wouldn't give them too much like, hey, do this, do that, because it's awkward for them. But just to give them a heads up, hey, I'd love for you to show up, be my cheerleader. I did that with a couple of customers. And again, they didn't come, but then they have come to the last couple. <laughs> so that's my advice there. A little bit of a little tip and trick.
2: Yeah. And I, just one last thing to add to that of, um, I think one thing we're still trying to get better at is planning ahead for that content and, and trying to stay ahead of that. I think that's, that's always everyone's, you know, biggest challenge of you want to stay within the, the realm of relevancy. So you don't want to plan too far ahead. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to, um, be, having to do the same process. And it takes a, a long um, chunk of time. I think we're still learning how to make it a little bit more streamlined and plan ahead a little bit further as well. So we're, we're good for the next couple of months. And then we can have that, um, that process moving forward. Yeah,
1: that first session, w- which we didn't record,
0: we'll keep saying that, but we took lots <laughs> of notes. <laughs>
1: Trust me, um, <laughs> but we took lots of notes, and I—I I don't know if you agree, but I think we got a lot of topics out of that first session. That it was like, hey, everyone kept talking about this. Okay, that's got to be a topic for a future one.
0: Absolutely, that's awesome. Go ahead, Kimmy. Sorry, I talked over you.
3: No, yeah, I was just saying she's right. It helped us really with our next topics.
0: Yeah, it's like you get you get a chance to sort of tap into the zeitgeist of what your customers are are thinking just by, again, it's it's having pre-planned topics and all that stuff is great, but it's just being able to facilitate a conversation. And by the way, that applies in one-to-one as well, right? Great customer success managers and great customer success leaders know how to just have a two-way conversation. It's not us, by the way, great salespeople too. They're not just talking at the customer all day. They're they're having a two-way dialogue about what problems they're facing and, and how we uh, get better together. So that is, that is awesome. So, as you think about where we are and you're, I mean, you're just a few months into this, where do you take it from here? What do you want to, what do you want to add? What do you want to do differently better as you, as you keep going? Oh, everybody's on mute. I think, <laughs> I think
3: building out the corporate success community that we created, just, I know we've already done it. That was Shannon's, I think idea and, and something that we, Really, you're trying to nurture, but be careful that it's not super scripted and that we're not monitoring people too much. But I I would love to see the events be held in there, you know, in the community Um, also showing people those resources and building on that. And that's that is a little bit of a a daunting task, in my opinion. It's exciting. I think we absolutely have the right people to do it. But that's where I'd like to see that community be built out a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that, really creating that connection with the community. Um, I would, you know, for me, um, I'm really looking at a couple of things, really delivering on that process, that promise of peer connection, right? So really establishing, hey, come talk to your peers in this, in this group, connect and have conversations outside of the office hours too, right? It doesn't have to just be here. It's like, how can we introduce you to each other so that you can now go off and and have meaningful conversations that we did that. We created that connection. Um, So definitely a connection to the community, creating connection within our customers, and also sort of Making it a, you know, a must attend event, Um, you know, getting people really excited uh, about joining those sessions from a strictly sort of resourcing perspective. I see that, you know, Kimmy and Shannon are energized after that call. They're excited uh, about, you know, what they're doing and what they're bringing to their customers. And that translates into everything that they do for the rest of the day and the rest of the week and the rest of the month. So for me as a leader, I really see them deriving satisfaction out of of that session. And it's an opportunity to, again, have that scaled CSMing where they can reach multiple, many customers within their base in a one-hour session. Like, how great is that? For a return
0: on, on, on that investment. Absolutely. Like if you're touching 20 or 30 customers in an hour, <laughs> that is uh that's the whole story here, right? I mean, that, that is the value because customers see you as the facilitator and driving that you get the credit for it. It's a great place to be.
3: Shannon, I th- I'm putting Shannon on the spot. I think you want to bring it on in live, right? Maybe, yeah, the session live. Yeah, Yeah, I think we
2: started floating this around this week. So it's a very new concept. But um, I think as we look into 2023, we'd love to maybe quarterly, I don't know, we'll see, um, but take some of these CSM office hours live, almost like a roundtable discussion. Um, Obviously, a lot of thought and planning needs to go into that. But I think that's an opportunity to build on like what we've already started.
0: And when you say live, you mean live in person. Oh, yeah. Almost oh, like yeah. user user group. Kind <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes me very excited too. We're obviously in the process of planning out our events for the December and early next year. And we're excited to be back in person, <laughs> which I'm sure everybody is. I was just going to make one more point on the energy comment that you made too, Diane. I mean, sometimes CSM calls can be tough, right? You're, you're dealing with long lists of feature requests and this support issue went this way and you're the CSM, you're on point for all of it, right? So that can be really, really draining, but to sort of pivot away from that for a moment and go have a real proactive, energetic conversation about what we're trying to accomplish and how to get there, I think is the whole, that's the whole key behind this. So it feels like you have started to feel that and accomplish that with these sessions.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, those, I look forward to those days um, because they're, they're fun conversations and they're, it's, it's a good energy, which can really carry you, especially when you're yeah dealing with some of the heavy stuff. It reminds you, no, you know what I'm, what I'm doing matters. And I'm, I'm actually bringing value to my
3: customers. Yeah. Think of it like a table where you're breaking bread might sound a little bit kitschy, but you really are getting to know your customers on a more intimate level. And you're also seeing them interact with others, um, which is pretty cool. I know that it's given me a lot more comfort when I go into a big call. If there's a ton of their leaders on the call, I use that relationship to say like, hey, we, we did the CSM office hour and Jay did a great job of you know, highlighting your company. So you make them look like the star in front of their leadership. So you yeah. you can take this session to a whole nother level by trying to highlight people that do the job every day and do it really well. That's been really cool for me to see customers I have a lot of respect for be highlighted in their storytelling.
0: Yeah, you're you're giving them a lot of value and you have something that's of true. value to offer them besides like, hey, tell me what your right. problems are with the product, right? Or yeah. where, you, where you have gaps. Um, that That's very cool. Uh, so... All right. Well, we'll, we can wrap it up here soon, but like what's one, if, if there's a team that's considering doing this, what would be your best piece of advice that you give them? We can just go down the line or whoever wants to start, but what's the best piece of advice you'd give a team in terms of starting something like this or a program like this? Shannon, you first.
2: I would say, um, taking back to where this all started, just listening to your customers, listening to, um, what topics you're hearing most frequently and, and those trends, right? It, it all started with I was having repeti- we were having repetitive conversations with customers um, that we could bring together as one. And not only does that help me in operationalizing that conversation, but it also helps our customers in hearing others and like not feel alone, right? At the end of the day, and um, so I would say that 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 would be that would be where I would. Start
0: and that'd help you define the almost like the content calendar for how you're gonna,
3: yeah, exactly. Exactly,
0: yep. All right, Kimmy.
3: I think since Shannon did external, I would say internal. So find a cheerleader like our leader, Diane. Um, she's unsung here because I think it was her one of her ideas to start. So she is bought in, she goes to every call with us or comes in every call prepared. She takes notes for us because we're presenting sometimes or we're talking. She also makes sure she's looking at the chat. It sounds silly, but make sure that you have your, like I said, your table ready, right? For everyone to sit and be ready to go. And Shannon and I, um, I think also internally find a great partner. We are really good partners. We call each other when we need to call each other out on things positively. We take the lead on things we're more comfortable with. Shannon's like, if you're not comfortable with this, I'll take the lead on this. So kind of feeling like you can raise your hand to say, I don't really wanna do this topic or I need you to be the leader. I've done that with Shannon before because Shannon does come from our consultant side of the house, which we all know um, if, if anyone knows or listening. So she knows the product really well. I know the product well, but she knows it very granularly. So I can say to her, hey, hit this one. I'll try that. So I think just getting your internal resources really buttoned up before you go and do it would be my advice.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And it's cool that Diane is championed this with y'all. I just to point out one other thing you said, which I really liked, is you mentioned the chat in Zoom. Like some people are reluctant to speak out loud. Right. There's techniques you can use to try to draw them out, but they might be willing to put an answer into the chat if you, you know, lob out a, a poll question just to get feedback and such valuable insights come from multiple channels, even just within a Zoom call, which is cool. Yeah. All right, Diane, bring us home. What would you add?
1: Yeah, I would say you know like we you know we did have some sort of pre-done content ready to go so you know just for your confidence and level of comfortability make sure that you know it's a topic that you're comfortable speaking about and and that and and again be yourself really open yourself up to hey this is what i do every day and this is you know sharing that you know sort of secret sauce of of customer success and and people will they'll they'll match your energy if you're excited about the topic and you're you know have you know good energy around it they're going to match that and you know it and and have fun with it it doesn't have to be a a super serious event um you know to your point it's not us presenting at them it's literally how do you generate conversation so open ended questions making sure that you know the questions that you're asking are going to elicit you know a more detailed response and you know we've done this too and we know which customers will will talk and those are the ones we we kind of pick on a little bit yeah. um so have that sort of ready to go in your back pocket but yeah i would say have fun with it it for me it's been a great session and i'm I look forward
0: to it every month. That's awesome. I am so excited about this, as you all know, and evidenced by the fact that we're recording a podcast on it, but Diane, Shannon, Kimmy, kudos on getting this thing off the ground. Excited to see where it goes from here. And thanks for sharing your insights on this with the GGR community, because I think everybody will get some benefit out of it. So...
3: Thanks for having us. If you yeah. can find us on LinkedIn, if you need to oh, yeah. ask us yeah. questions. Yeah, yeah. seriously. So
0: everybody here on LinkedIn, I think yeah. pretty mm-hmm. easy to find. Diane Radigan, Shannon Cregan, and yeah. Kimmy Harrington. We'll put it in the show notes of this cool. episode as well so people can find you. But uh, all right, well, it's... Um, it's almost quitting time. It's like 15 <laughs> on Friday. So we're going to, we're going we're gonna to log off and finish up our weeks, but thank you for everybody uh, for, for joining us. If you haven't joined the online community, ganggrowretain.com, please go do that. Tons of great conversations. I think we've had uh, 500 people. We have over 9,000 members now, um, but over 500 people just in the past month engaged on the online community. We still run office hours. You can find our, the GGR office hours, um, All of those are on the the community there on gain, So check it out if you haven't already, if you haven't left us a review or subscribe to the, to the podcast or hit the little notification bell on your podcast, stop what you're doing right now and do that. So you get notified when new content comes out, we release two to three episodes per week, typically. Um, And uh, we're just appreciative to be able to continue to do this. So, all right, Kimmy, Shannon, Diane. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
3: Take care.
0: Hey, everybody. Jay here. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. You know, this started as a labor of love for Jeff and I a couple of years ago, and it's really turned into a movement around customer success and community, and we couldn't be more thrilled to be a part of it. Um, We grow this by word of mouth, so we'd we'd love it. If you're willing and you find value in what you hear on this podcast, leave us a rating or a review on on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It'll help us grow and, and provide value to more customer success professionals. Also, if you haven't yet, Yet, please sign up for Gain Grow Retain, the online community. It's gaingrowretain.com. You can meet other people, make one on one connections, share ideas, get ideas, grow your career ultimately. Um, be on the lookout also for live events, both in person and virtual this year. We're excited to get back to that. And thanks for being part of the community. We look forward to talking to you soon.